station. Yes, indeed. The war continues. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're more than conquerors. Father, I thank you for this very beautiful day, this opportunity that you'd cover and keep us, Lord, in our day, in our in our lives, in our thoughts, that we would prevail against the enemy who tries to take us down, divide our house, and set us up in opposition to our own selves. Father, I pray that you would give us wisdom and insight into these matters, Lord God, that we you have defeated our enemy even through your death on the cross. I thank you for dying on the cross, for taking the hits, for laying down your life, for standing in our place, for taking the death sentence for us, Lord God, and that we would appreciate that, that they, we would realize that, that we would comprehend what has happened in the exchange of your life for ours, Lord God, and that we would not count it as a very small thing, and that we would not be idolatrous in putting other things, events, temporary situations, conditions in front of or in place of, or before the supreme revelation of your sacrifice and your love for us, Lord God, that you forgive us for acting so much like uh, fearful children instead of knowing who we are. I thank you again for giving us ears to, to hear and eyes to see and a mouth to speak. We rebuke every deaf and dumb spirit off of this place, off of the people who are hearing. May your ears be open. May you understand. Jesus says, if we don't understand it, the enemy snatches the word. Quicken each one, Lord God, in their bodies to believe again for what it is that you've set before them. God, that you are the one who has to set them in the place of deliverance and healing. Paul said, who will deliver me? Let us be delivered, Father God, in Jesus' name. And we thank you for the precious word of God. Amen. 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 Well, you know, God is in control. Oh, boy, of, do we ever need to know that, huh? uh-huh. You know, and it's like, oh, yeah. Even oh, when things look that. terribly oh, out of control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even when things seem to be completely out of control, where Satan seems to have the upper hand yeah, yeah. in every area. Not Wouldn't only, that seem to be like now? Not only in the world, not only in our yeah. world, mm-hmm. like in the United States with what we have the going world, on. Yeah. But, but but in our own minds and all in our own families in our own everything. See, Satan life. has tried to turn everything upside down, so to convince us that reality is the truth. Reality is not the truth. What things? But the Bible says, "The just shall live by faith, not by sight." Where the just are to live by faith, not by feelings. So our feelings and our sight uh, can be used by the enemy to really screw up. Discourage us. Yeah, yeah, if we yeah. live by sight, oh my. according to what the reality is of what's going on around us, it's like, you know, we freak out. We just we feel Well, like and here's no a hope. good, perfect example of it with, with what we're going to be looking at today in Mark about the, 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 you know, Jesus was just arrested in the process of being arrested here in that very moment. How everything is tipped upside down, out of control, and you have to think about it in, in that term. So, but before we want to do that, uh, you want to turn to Hebrews, is that right, Jerry? Um. Hebrews chapter 5, was that what you wanted? No, no, not, that's not where I'm going. Oh, oh, oh no. sorry. No, well, Mark chapter f- uh, 14, verse Ooh, 43. Okay. You, could, you could look at Hebrews I chapter will, 5, verse it, 7. That's what I was looking yeah. at. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7. All right, you that, read first. That, that gives the whole picture, but you, you go ahead. Oh, okay. And then we'll go back. Hebrews 5, 7. Okay, we're going to go backwards. Who in the days of his flesh, talking about Jesus, 
when he had offered up prayers and supplications, which we see in the garden there. Um, garden of Gethsemane. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. With vehement cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death. So he's pleading with his father, crying vehemently, agony. I mean, this, this man was not putting on. This was real deep, heartfelt to the very core of his being. Um, cries and tears to him was able to save from him from death. He knew the death he was going to have to go through. And he was heard because of his godly fear. He was crying out for salvation to be saved from death. And it says, and he was heard because of his godly fear. But what happened? He was crucified. So he was heard and he was asking to be delivered, saved from death. And he was heard and he was killed. So that doesn't seem to make sense. You say, if I'm crying out to God to be saved from death, you'd think that he'd have got uh, removed from or the, the cross would have been taken away from him. But there was no other way. Uh, yeah, so how many times do we pray like that? We pray for God to give us an answer. We pray vehemently. We cry out. We, you know, spend time, fast, weep, you know, tear our garments, whatever you want to say. And it, the opposite happens. The opposite happens. You pray for the person to live and they die. You pray for the, you know, uh, the disease to be removed and it gets worse. Mm-hmm. And so... At that point, you know, what's Jesus supposed to say? Well, Mike, I guess he didn't hear me. I guess he doesn't well, you know, care about me. We get into those situations. We wonder, if is God's word true? I mean, you know, he says, you know, we'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. We'll lay hands on the sick and they die. We, we think, <laughs> is, is God's word, word is true? true? Is it good? Or, you know, does it do any good well, to pray? Let me finish this then in, in verse yeah. 8. He says, and though he were a son... Yet he learned obedience through the things which he suffered. Mm-hmm. I thought Jesus was obedient. Yeah, he was. Then but what the, does this mean then? The suffering suffering was part of the obedience. Well, he was proven in his obedience. His obedience was tested. He was obedient all the time. But, you know, he had he had a test or two to take, and he passed them because he learned obedience. He learned to submit to the Father. He learned to trust him no matter what it looked like, no matter what it felt like, no matter what his prayer, which way his prayer went, uh, yes or no. And and he was, having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation for all who obeyed him, by called by God as a high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. So, so this, he was perfected in, in, his obedience was proven, and he was perfected in all the things he suffered. So when you and I are suffering, we're being refined, we're being perfected, we're being um, the dross, the, 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 the junk is being removed from us, and we're being made more like Jesus. Yeah, right. And so, but is that our goal? Most people don't. Well, I don't care if I more like Jesus. I want to just live. I just want a new house. I just want to. I just want to. You know, be okay. Yeah, yeah. We're we're kind of looking at the end of the story here, yeah. and then we're going to go back. Some and look people at the open and read the end of the book before they read that, the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We're kind of, but for the whole thing is Second Corinthians five twenty one. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. Mm-hmm. That we might become the righteousness of God in Him. This is the this is the goal. This is the plan. Since before the foundation of the world, mm-hmm. we we've been called to. Uh, the God, Jesus was called. This plan of God from before the foundation of the world was being uh, unfolded. Even it looks though it looked like Satan was just ripping everything up. Right, and the plan of Jesus came in, coming to become sin for us, becoming sin for us 
What does that mean? He was like, he absorbed all of the sin of mankind, all of humankind's sin, all the murder, the violence, the rape, the, the, the perversions, the, the corruption. He absorbed it like a sponge. He took it all on himself. He became the sacrifice lamb. He became, became the, the scapegoat. Became he the became the curse. He became, he took on all the curses, all the curses that you still are fussing with and under and, uh, you know, beating off and trying to pray out uh, away uh, and bring to the court of heaven. All of these curses are really absolutely already null and void because Jesus They've Christ became a curse for us. So when you go to the court of heaven to get a curse broken, you can remind the Father that all those curses, Jesus took on those curses, became a curse for us, and so therefore lifted the curse off of us. So therefore, technically, whom the Son sets free is free indeed, and we are free. The problem is we don't really believe it. We've got to get the curses because off of us. We think we have to get the curses off of us. They already are off of us. But the fact is, if we don't really we believe that... We have to enforce that, it and believe it. Right. And the way we enforce it is through submitting to Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and resting in his mm-hmm. true, finished, final work. Well, but yeah, so but all that is a lot of mental gymnastics for a lot of people because they say, okay, I don't think about this, or I can't think about that, or I got to know this. But the Holy Spirit is the one inside of us who is going to perfect that which concerns us. He's the one who's going to lead us into all truth, and so you can relax. It's already been done. Jesus has already taken on the curses. It's not something you have to do to take on guilt, to punishment, and punishment for your sin. Your sin. There will be demonic consequences for our sin. Mark my words, if Satan can get you to believe, you need to be punished. He will punish you. That's not God. But nonetheless, Jesus Christ became a curse for us. Yeah, and so relax and fight the war. How, How about that... relax and be and let God fight what, the war? Yeah, well, you know? that we have, we fight the good fight. Stand and having done all to stand. We stand, mm-hmm. yeah. We're in a, we're in a warfare, but one of the great things in the warfare is that the confidence that we have. That there's a peace. Right. In the midst of all the well, this big conf- this problem with on. confidence is again confidence is easily quickly shaken by circumstances, by bad reports. Think about Job and all the you bad reports look- he got. You know, right one on top of another. Oh, all your animals are just killed. Oh, the Sabians came, killed, killed your servants. Your kids all just died in a in a house wreck. Uh, you know, whatever it was an earthquake, whatever it was. Oh, oh, and oh, and so so Job was absolutely slammed to the ground. One bad report after another, and, and- yet. He did not curse God. Yeah. Well, if we look here in in the Garden of Gethsemane, in Mark chapter uh, 14, verse 43, and immediately while he was speaking. Now this is, you know. He was still he, telling he, them Jesus, to get up, he, he, wake up. He, he's going through this time of, this is, you know, like you said, it's a prayer of, of, of intense Vehement agony crying. where mm-hmm. it like was, you know, his sweat was at, as as it were great drops of he was blood. In, he was intense. He was not just sort of, you know, walking. This was not a, a show or a play or a, of a movie just script. A, this was the real deal. This out. was really life. This was life at the core of its gutting it out meaning. You know, if he didn't do this, we'd all be dead. So this was where everything stopped or started right here in his decision to yeah. go with the word nevertheless. Okay, yeah. God, whatever you say. And the, the, he didn't become bitter. He didn't say, well, I was hoping, Father, you'd find a different way by now. This is ridiculous. You know, we could have had, you know, whatever, whatever to, to take the place and do this. But no. If, but the but Father God was absolutely saying, you know what? My word is my word. And somebody has to die here. And it has to be a human being who yeah. is also qualified to die, which is only you. You're the only one. You're it. You're my only answer. And yeah, at, at the end of the prayer, he goes and wakes up the disciples. They had a hard time staying awake during well, all that. Uh, but you the know, hour has mm-hmm. come, Jesus said. 
Behold, the Son of Man is being betrayed mm-hmm. into the hands of sinners. That's Mark 5, 41. And then verse 42, rise up, let us go. Mm-hmm. My betrayer is at hand. Wow. And so he said, okay, now right, it's time. And immediately, he's just saying this. He says, okay, he's right here right now. And here they are. Here he knew what come. was going He knew what was happening. Here they come. Verse he was 43. not taken, uh, caught off guard. Immediately while he was speaking, Judas, one of the 12, mm-hmm. with a great multitude with swords and mm-hmm. clubs, came from the high chief priests and the scribes and the elders. So Judas so, so, had been buried in, uh, embedded in, so to speak, in the, the, the assembly of the 11 apostles, he had came in as the 12th apostle, but he was like a, a mole, kind of like, I suppose yeah, you'd say, yeah. if he, he knew what a mole was back then. But he um, he had a plan. After a while, I think he was going to follow Jesus, see how that was going to work out for him. And after a while, he said, this isn't working out for me. I'm not going, this isn't where I want to go. And so he was deceived, just tempted by Satan and gave way to the temptation, thinking and believing that his plot would somehow uh, um, either correct course or, or or bring things to pass the way he thought they should be brought to pass. Jesus knew who his betrayer was, and remember at the Last Supper, he took the, the piece of bread, mm-hmm. dipped it in the, in, the, in the wine in the cup, and gave it to... He says, uh, whoever I give this to is the one. And, is the one, and, and he, immediately... He handed it to it Judas. says, Satan entered into... He went out, and Satan entered into him, and he went out. He covenanted... Uh, covenanted with the uh, the priests, the religious leaders, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to betray Jesus, for, and they were ready to betray says, him too. What will too. you give me? You know, it's and that's a lot of times. You make a deal with the, the devil; the devil's going to betray you. We have is what will you give me? Remember the story of the prodigal son. Give me, mm-hmm. you know that. Well, give me. Attitude. You know, I think this making a deal thing with the devil. How many people? I mean, you can name people who are well equipped, well gifted. Maybe they're musicians, maybe they're singers, maybe they're very talented uh, in uh, IT, brilliant. They they have very super loaded with gifts, maybe 10 talents worth Mm -hmm. of gifts they've got. And somehow Satan comes up to them subtly within, without, without, and begins to dicker with them to get the, get to be able to use those get gifts to sell out sell out yeah so he promises them a better deal a better life you know fame rich uh, whatever fame and fortune um and so how many people know they're like a judas they had the super opportunity the best i mean one of the 12 chosen apostles he had the opportunity of a lifetime and he gave it away threw it away didn't believe thought there was a better way b- bought into satan's life how many wonderful wonderful believers who start out in a Christian home, blah, 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 and they give away their stuff. And then at the end, they have the same options that Judas and Peter had. Peter and Judas faced the same problem. You know, yeah, Peter Peter repented. He went out and went bitterly. Judas was remorseful, but mm-hmm. he committed suicide. But see, the thing is, they were both, they were both faced with the same they same. I made a mistake. I made a big mistake. One was a betrayer. The other one was a denier. They both mm-hmm. made serious, serious mistakes. Well, they both rejected Jesus Christ at that moment and mm-hmm. turned away and gave and betrayed him. Betrayed him to the liar. Um, P- Peter didn't betray him to someone else. He just betrayed himself. But anyway, so they both now. So that was very interesting too because one of them made it through and one of them didn't. But yeah. going back to the so story, here, here's here's this mo- here's this mob. Basically, we call them a mob, mm-hmm. a mob of you've got temple mm-hmm. police, you've got Roman, We've got mobs sol- today, Roman don't we? soldiers, mm-hmm. 
and you've got probably a bunch of useful idiots that are there to just grab the club or board, stick. board, and, and, and one <laughs> looking co- for a good fight. One commentator I read that this amount of there could have been about six hundred people in this group. Now, how would you get six hundred uh, in the middle of the night like that unless they had been pre-warned? Well. Yeah, they were. I mean, I'm sure that you know that you got the, the uh, priests, the Sadducees the, the had commissioned them, the scribes and the elders so, okay, paid them off. Yeah, they had paid uh, them to show up for the riot. Right, right. Yeah, they had issued a warrant or whatever, and they sent them off. So they show up there. Uh, in a, in a, Judas knew where Jesus was was hang out, hung out, hanging out with his disciples. It was a favorite place for Jesus and his disciples. A yeah. place of Rest. Refreshing became mm-hmm. a place of agony, became a place of betrayer, betrayal. Be- betrayal. Mm-hmm. Verse 44, now his betrayer had given them a signal. Whomever I kiss, he is the one. Take him and lead him to safety. Lead, away, him, o- uh, lead him away safely? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Mm, yeah. <laughs> lead him away safely. So I don't know if Jesus, he, you know, Judas knew that. The mob was going to happen. The, the, that it was going to get that bad. That yeah. it was going to be there. Well, he might have. Cross. That's why he wanted to lead him away safely. Lead him away safely. But where was he going once he was led away safely? Yeah. I, I don't, don't know if Judas, did he realize that this was going to be the setup for the crucifixion? I, I don't I don't know, know if he did. But I, I think know. he saw it unfolding pretty quickly after he did it, and that's probably why he freaked out. Yeah, he thought, oh, my goodness, what have I done? Yeah. Yeah. I but there know. was, you know, uh, Anyway, as as soon as he had come, immediately went up to him and said to him, Rabbi, Rabbi, and kissed him. You know, a lot of times the people that uh, are most loyal to you are the ones that will t- that profess the most loyalty to you are the ones that betray you. I, I've I've just found that in my own life. The ones that think, Oh man, you're so wonderful, you're so great, blah blah blah. They're the ones, a lot of times, they're the the, the quickest ones well, to, maybe, to turn on you and betray you. Maybe Judas had set Jesus up on some sort of a pedestal, and when he saw that Jesus wasn't the, you know, he couldn't be manipulated, so could not the, be mani- manipulated, he became um, upset with him. Well, the, yeah, what well, the betrayer, betrayal with the kiss. Um, uh, what is it talking about? The, uh, the rebuke of a friend is better than the kiss of an enemy. Well, here it says in John, it says... Um, uh, when Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples over the brook Kidron, and there was a certain garden, of course, we know that part. And Judas, who betrayed him, also knew the place where Jesus often met there with his disciples, like you said. Then Judas, having received a detachment of troops and officers from the chief priests. I don't know how many a detachment is, but... Detachment, when when you look at that, it, it could be... It could be like... Um, uh, a quarter of a, I can't think of Squad the cohort. Or, the cohort, yeah. I mean, one Bible uh, scholar said it could have been up to like 600 Yeah, you people. said that. Yeah, but see, so the, so the like, officers came. Okay, so the he had a det- received a detachment of troops and officers from the chief priests and the Pharisees. Now, these soldiers, this detachment was temple guards. They were not... The political guards. They were well, not they were, Roman soldiers at this likely, point. They could have been Roman soldiers mixed in. With well, the maybe if you mix it, because they're the, the keepers the, of the peace, the police, you right, know, so to right. speak. A detachment of troops, you know, and, and so. And they came there with lanterns and torches and weapons. Yeah, it's Lancer, like Lanterns, torches. To get one guy. In the dark. In the and, dark. And, 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 and weapons, weapons, weapons. Think about this. This they, is really. They were a little bit freaky, weapons. freaked out. This reminds me of, I got to tell this, this is what I learned a couple days ago. 
uh, about speaking about weapons um, in the, I don't know if you guys have heard of the Bible codes and the, they're de- decoding the Bible now, the, the uh, Torah. And in, in the original. The, yeah, the original Hebrew. And they're finding the names of people uh, and very specifically their names, their middle names, who they marry, what their their life work or their business, very re- re- uh, relevant and specific words that are surrounding them in these passages. But anyway, they looked up and they found that um, they found a passage where it, it talks about they decoded the return of Jesus Christ, the second coming. Speaking of weapons, this is why I'm bringing this up. So um, the, they decoded in the, the Bible through these computer codes, and you know, if you understand how that works, the um, that the the weapons that they would use to try to stop Jesus's second coming, they were going to use chemical weapons, they were going to use biological warfare and nuclear weapons, biological, mm-hmm. chemical, and nuclear. And none of these words were in even known to these writers at all. And yet, the one who wrote Moses wrote these first five books. Obviously, every word was so inspired. That and 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 called and the Bible is called the the Book of Life, and uh, the Book of the Word of God, the Book of Life, and I believe that our names are all in the Book of Life. Uh, I don't know if they're in your translation that you're reading, but they are in the original Hebrew book. Of, you know, I believe I truly believe, and there's enough. You say, well, how can everybody's name be in there? Well, because there's many, many ways you can write a code. You can go every other letter. You can go every fourth letter. You can go diagonally down every third letter, every fourth letter. There's infinite number of possibilities to take take names and, and make codes out of this these letters. So anyway, I thought that was very interesting. The weapons they're going to use the next time to stop Jesus are going to be... Bi- what do we have right now? We have them all. We have the biological, we have the nuclear, and we have the chemical. We have them all right now. And they're going to try to stop Jesus, who's going to come down from the sky and slay them with the breath of his mouth. Now, I know that we can hardly believe how that's going to look and happen, but as you can see in the news, we already have pretty much all that every eye will see him. Well, we have those kind of that kind of uh, technology now. We can see things happening in real time over on the other side of the world. We already can see that. It's not the best, but it's, it's going to, you know, it's very, we can see it. Well, in Revelation seventeen fourteen, it says, "These talking about the beast, this final antichrist, last days, last, last, last days kingdom." He says, "These sh- will make war with the Lamb, mm. and the Lamb will overcome them, for He is the Lord of Lords and King of Kings, and those who are with Him are called, chosen, and faithful." So, well, is know, it? Hold on, those who are with Him. You know what? He who he who is faithful to the to the end, we cannot. I mean, sometimes I think we give up on God. We really do. We get mad. We get upset. We get bitter. We get confused. We get scared. We get disappointed, and we feel like we're not with Him. But I don't believe. However, you feel is what's really going on because we can feel a lot of different things. We can think a lot of different things. We can judge ourselves a lot of different ways. But I think it's in First First John where he says, um, he says. Uh, I mean, I think it's in chapter three. He says um, in verse twenty, um, nineteen, and by this we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before God. Even when we're, you're, you're wavering, you're uh, fear, uh, fearful, uh, everything is flying out of control. You've been bitterly oppressed all your life. Um, he says, "This is how we're going to assure our hearts before God. For if if our heart condemns us." God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence towards God. This is a very important couple little verses here. 
How are we going to know that we're okay when everything around us is not okay? We don't feel okay. We don't have the peace of God. Nothing's working out right. Everybody around us is dying. Our prayers aren't getting answered. Um, and my heart says, whoa, you did something wrong. Stupid you. Uh, your mind says you should have done this instead of that. Guilt and shame and condemnation. No condemnation to those who are in the spirit. But right there, we're listening to the flesh. The heart is the mind, will, and emotions, and the soul. Um, the heart condemns us. But God is the last vote on you. God is greater than our heart. He knows all things. So we can actually enjoy what you just read there about um, having done all in, in uh, Revelations, having done all, we know that we're, we, this is how we assure our heart before God. Mm-hmm. Because God is faithful. God has kept you. God is going to keep his word. Well, it's not how you feel. It's not what things look like. For crying out loud, we just can't live by the flesh anymore. Here, here's the deal. The, the plan of God, the redemptive plan of God that's been established before the foundation of the world, is being fulfilled. Even though there's all the demonic fuss and tragedy and horror in this world that's increasing, by the way, multiplying as we speak. Yet, uh, you look at the back to the in verse 46 of Mark 14, and they laid their hands on him and took him, right? So, you know, it, it, it looks like, you see, you betrayed into the yeah. hands of sinners. Mm-hmm. He says, betrayed into the hands of sinners, of wicked people. Permitted to be so for now, for, for such as the, is the, you know, right, this is what right. is required said, by righteousness. And, and, and so Peter, uh, one of those, it says in Mark and, and in other places, uh, other, other gospels, by this, this account of the arrest and betrayal of Jesus, it's in all in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. One of those who stood by drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. Um, and, and Jesus answered and said to him, have you, have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to take me? Now, Peter, you know, in, in, I think it's in John chapter 18, where Jesus talked to, you know, Peter says, no, listen, don't permit it to be so. He said, this this is not the way to do it now. We're not. Mm-hmm. This is just going to happen. You don't right. have to. You don't have to defend me with your mm-hmm. sword right now, mm-hmm. because I'm and and, and um, he healed the the high priest's uh, the, servant. the servant of the high priest. Malchus is his name. Um, he put his ear he, back on him. Put, yeah. Right. Because why? Because Jesus. That wasn't the the point. Wasn't to get somebody else's blood shed. It was his blood. Right. Yeah. Imagine Malchus. I mean, it's like. I bet oh. she became a believer after that. <laughs> you, I bet she felt really bad that he had to be there, servant of the high priest. Ooh, oh wow, that's going to be a tough job description to follow after that. You got to serve the high priest who's a jerk, who's yeah. wicked, and you got to you know Jesus is true, and they just got murdered uh, unlawfully. And one wow. of his disciples tried to kill you, and Peter wasn't aiming for his ear; he was aiming for his head, and yeah. he just. Was, no, Peter's a bad shot. What can yeah, I say? But anyway, um, the angel probably pushed but he the sword said, away. You come, you come out out against a robber, you know. And it's it. He says, actually, isn't that interesting? Sorry to interrupt, but Peter was trying to fix something. He was trying to help, and what did he do? <laughs> Nothing no, except no. make a mess. Well, yeah, well, his yeah. mistake opened the door for a miracle of healing. But that's a good thing too. But and, and you, so it didn't stop you come anything. Come out as with a robber. Mm-hmm. And with swords and clubs that take me now. Listen, the spirit. There's a the spirit of Antichrist that's right. been in this world. Oh my! 
is 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 manifesting increasingly. It's like, Just like that. the oh, righteous yeah. people, the mm-hmm. godly people, the church people, the mm-hmm. people who are really truly so, part yeah. of mm-hmm. the church, servants of God, are put forth as the enemy. Mm-hmm. We're the enemy, but you know, if More. you are a believer in Christ. Just mark it down. You are an enemy of the state. Yeah, and the state is you're the, is a, the you're world. You're an enemy of, of <laughs> the God of, of this the world. Government, of the God, God of this world. world. Mm-hmm. And, and you're blamed. It's just like they blamed the Christians. Nero blamed the Christians mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. problems that were going on uh, and, 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 and killed well, them and used we, them as human torches back in the day in Rome. When we, when we say the word, use the word government, I, I really think we need to define that. It's it's not the political system necessarily, although that's part of it. The government is the governance of this world, its systems, its societies, its right. values, its t- its intellectual, technological perversions of everything. It Education. is the, it is the enemy. We're the we're the world enemy system. of the enemy, and so when you're the enemy of the enemy, you're on, and you're on, you're on God's side. Just know. You're okay, even if it doesn't look very good. Well, you're geez. sitting in prison. You're sitting in, like many of these guys we read later, sitting in prison, singing songs in the middle of the night, you know, yeah. uh, at God's mercy to do something. If God doesn't do something, you're dead. Okay, so if God doesn't get you out of this problem, you're dead. So why don't you just relax? Because God is in control. So if, if, if the world hates you, Jesus said, don't marvel if the world hates you. They hated me. Yeah, it's a good thing. they hate you. Yeah. And it's interesting. They, they the, better hate the, you. The one who came to express the perfect love of God, mm-hmm. the kingdom of God, was mm-hmm. hated. Absolutely. Hated. Desp- Isaiah, <sighs> despised and rejected by men. This is mm-hmm. what despise. Just contempt, and, scoffing, and, and it shows disdain, the evil. Bitter, twisted the hatred evil, of, of the, the good. The twistedness, the perversion of the goodness that's in, of the, God. in the hearts of people. Through them well, this just shows you how much Satan can stir up in the heart of a man or a woman the vile perversions, the putrefaction, the pedophilia, the the the, the great bitter. I mean, I I am shocked. You know, I am a longtime liver on this planet. You know, one of the older ones right now, and I have seen much, and I have never seen this. But to, to see the vile and the quickness, the ease with which Satan can stir up a riot and a mob against truth and against righteousness is terrifying. And I just read yesterday that 89% of the uh, young people have no hope. 89%, and I, and I don't blame them. If you don't have Jesus Christ, if you know young people, they're, they're going to commit suicide. Why not? It's been told them that's an, that's an escape, that's an acceptable route out, that's an easy way out. And by the way, if you're using meth, you're probably going to die because now they're putting fentanyl in it. So stop it. Stop it unless you are ignorant. I mean, you're not ignorant if you know it. And, and your chances of dying using meth now are increased tremendously. Because they are lacing it. It's not just, and why do you use meth? You're not even built by God to use meth. You don't even need, who are you? You are not that. You are not one who needs to uh, to, to be slave of anything. You are not that. You are a servant and a son of God. So if you don't know who you are, you're going to use that crap. And I'm going to tell you something, that the thing that's using that crap in you is not you. It's a demon, and it needs to be gotten out. You need deliverance. And part of that comes through your uh, repentance and the revelation of Jesus Christ and crying out to God. You got to get serious about this thing. You can't just sort of go through a nice, lovely, comfortable treatment program at thirty-two day or forty-eight day, whatever it is, and you know have your every care of your world and your catered to and and poor you. And no, you've got to get down. You got to get down on your face, people. If you're gripped by anything, 
that's controlling you. I, Paul says, if I'm doing what I do not want to do, it is not me doing it. It is the sin that dwells within me. Now, this is the thing. Uh, people are doing what they don't want to do all the time, and then they're taking the blame for what they did because they don't re- believe what the Bible says. It is not me doing it. It is something inside of me that's acting as a demon. It's a, spirit, a, a familiar spirit that is getting his addictions met through you and, and is killing your body in the process, which is stupid for him because then he's going to be homeless again. But then he can just go and start the whole process over somebody else. somebody else to live in. You know, you're, you have, you're valuable. You're, you're valuable. And you think about it too, all these little precious babies that are being born. We, we think they're human. Most of them probably are. And they, they grow up to kill people and, and, and mass murder. And, but you know what's happening there, people? I'll tell you what's happening there. It's not a big mystery. These people have been programmed. They have been psychologically programmed. And we've had movies about this. It's not a big, show, a big joke. That the demons have been programmed into them to make them assassins. And these people don't even know what they're doing. They're dis- disassociated, and they're young, they're foolish, they're triggered, they have handlers. They're like little robots. They're like little drones that are, that are in human bodies that are driven into these places, and then they're manipulated like you, 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 you remote-control a drone or a, uh, a you know, remote-controlled control car. And they go in there and do these things, and then, of course, we beat them up and kill them, which I don't know what else we can do with them, but, but the thing is, that's not the problem. The problem is us. The problem is all of us, that we have so given ourselves over to the God of this world, and Jesus here is taking all of that horrible stuff on himself for us. What you're saying, too, and the problem is not the guns. We go after the symptoms. The idea Now they're trying to, yeah. The idea, if, if all we've got, just make this comment, if all we've got is the military and the police having all the weapons... There's the no protection military, for the, the for police us. and the criminals are always going to have the guns. The criminals, yeah. What about a regular person. citizen, law-abiding, righteous person that's just wanting to maybe maybe able to defend themselves? There's a time for, to do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they're just barking up the wrong tree because everybody... Well, you know, you know, we, we want to have... The, this, this system wants to have uh, yeah, control we, over all the human beings. Well, that's exactly what the devil wants, is he wants demonic control over everything. The only ones he cannot control, the only ones he cannot get a grip on and a grasp on, the ones he cannot bribe or blackmail, are the true followers of Jesus Christ, and that's why he turns all of his hatred against us, because the rest of them he already has. He has them in his pocket. They're sleeping, they're bribed, they're out there being famous and rich, and... uh, eating human flesh. They're, they're, they're being bought off, paid off, bribed, and primped. But the two real people are the ones who are going to have to deci- decide whose side you're going to be on for real. There's only two sides, and you can't sit in the middle anymore. Get off the middle ground. You're going to get run over by, the, the, by both sides of it. But the thing is, so now Jesus is making a stand, a total stand. This is his place to make his final stand. He is not going to back down. He's not going to run away. He's not going to try to you know, talk his way out of this one. He was just going to go for He's it. He's going for it. Yeah. For it. Verse 49, I was daily with you in the temple, mm-hmm. teaching, and you did not take me. Because it wasn't his time, right? They tried to throw him over cliffs. They tried to kill him back then. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't his time. Here's the point. But he, Jesus said, that. but the scripture must be fulfilled. Then they all forsook him. And they fled. But he already told him, him he knew fled. that was going to happen. But before he even said that, he had prophesied ident- that. Was, and, yeah. And, and, and it was Zechariah thirteen seven that says that I will smite the shepherd mm-hmm. and the sheep shall be scattered. 
Yeah. And going back just a second to when they, when Jesus, uh, Judas met Jesus, um, he said, Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that would come upon him, went forward and said to them, this mob, who are you seek- whom oh, yeah. are you seeking? Who are you looking for? And they answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Now, you'd think that some of them would have actually recognized him and wouldn't have had to have an, you know. And Jesus said to them, oh, I'm he. He didn't say, I don't know where he is. It's not me. He stood up, admitted who he was, knew who he was, stood his ground. He's a hero. Right here, he's a hero. He did not deny himself. He did not say, well, I don't know, you know. He could have, being knowing all things, he could have snuck out of there too. He could have been tempted well, he to did just that before he he escaped. Well, when it was the time, the time. But, but now it's not the time to escape; it's the time to stand. And so he stood. He stood there. Um, and he said to them, "I am." Uh, I am he, and that's when he. they. He said, and they, verse six. Then when he said to them, "I am he," they drew back and fell to the ground. Uh-huh. This whole mob falls over backwards. Ah, uh, yeah. And he and, asked them again. <laughs> Well, who are you looking for? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus answered and said, I've told you that I'm he. Therefore, if you seek me, let these go away. So he's making a deal with them, sort of. Okay, I'm turning myself in. You got me. Here, they're laying on the ground. And he says, I, I, you got me. Okay, let these guys go. So they're all slain down, fallen on the ground, and that it might be fulfilled of those who you've given me. I've lost nothing or none of them. So they were free. The little sheeps were um, not going to be slain, and that's a good thing because they were the little ones who were going to well, have they, to bring forth the they, kingdom of God they, and keep preaching the gospel yeah, after Jesus them. left. What what faith the Lord had to they put that them. huge burden on these 12 or 70, you know, human beings who were when they very frail, very fickle, very, you know, I don't know, human. When these 11 disciples forsook him, you know, G- Jesus knew they were going to be okay. Jesus knew that they were going to be his advocates after his crucifixion, after and his resurrection. he had resurrection. to have a lot of faith knowing them. Oh, my goodness. It's like you take these guys. The foolish it, what, things what of the world, doing, the things that the are Lord's not. At the Lord's Supper, right mm-hmm. about the, yeah. at the Lord's Supper. <laughs> they're arguing about who's going to be the greatest. Yeah. They were missing I mean, the whole point these are the, of the big. These are the guys <laughs> that you're going to have. Scripture being fulfilled you in your midst, here. in your, in your, yeah. You're out to lunch wondering who's going to be the greatest. Oh, my, 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 my. But, but he knew that oh, they, yeah. even though that they, they were arguing about who and was human. going to be greatest, they had a miscomprehension and, of what the kingdom yeah. was all about. They left, but he knew they were going to be okay. And it, they, it proved that, Margie, because yeah. all of them, all the 11, except the Apostle John, died as martyrs. Mm-hmm. For the sake of of Christ, so this is a and very they went throughout this the world. this beginning of the murder, the bloodshed, the shedding of the lamb, the, the killing of the Son of God, the Lamb of God, went through the flock. They pretty much all died a martyr's death, yeah. and most well, uh, did, most many 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 of the early church died a martyr's death. Many of them, yeah. And but, and and you know what? That might be our fate. That might be our privilege. It might not. Who knows? I can't. I can't live with that. That's not my day today. I don't have the grace for that day today unless that is this day. But I, I, we can't live with that kind of anxiety. We live, you know, we're, we're always seems like we're always living not where we are. We're living looking back, regretting, remorseful about what didn't happen, what you'd hoped would happen, 
regretting the past and anxious for the future. Regret and anxiety pull us away from the present now, which is the only moment I have to live. I have only this second, this breath, this word, this what I'm doing right now. I have only this second to do anything in. This is the minute you second you the breath you need to be living. Live in the breath you're in right now, in your body, in your life, and mm-hmm. and don't worry about what it's going to look, how it's going to add up in the end, right. or what or how what God is. Remember, God is the final vote over your heart. the The devil can prowl through your life, your whole life, and condemn you and make you feel like you're worthless and pitiful, and you have nothing, and poor you, and you, everything you'd ever hope for and dream for is lost. But if you have eternal life, if you have salvation, you have everything still. Yeah. You've not lost anything. Yeah, you've been ripped and stripped in the in the war, but you still got everything that's important. And you have to go forward with courage. And I think we're in in our day right now, it's like uh, people in in the United States of America. We've got all these mass shootings, and a lot of these I know are are staged, and it's a, it's a, it's a strategy for. But they're more real, nonetheless. People but are dying. Still, people are dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, but there's but it's a the pati- story, yeah. the scenarios that we get for the media are probably very skewed, very twisted. Not true. But nevertheless, if if it's like, you know, where do people go? I mean, schools are not safe. Churches are not safe. uh, Walmarts are not safe. uh, Going downtown, um, hanging out in a restaurant, it's not a safe place. Where is I mean? But that's what they want us to believe. That's the that, idea. Not, that, so there's lots of anxiety, and people so have people, a. And the, yeah. That's the part of the goal is to kind create of create anx- this sort of fear, yeah. and 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 and, uh, and, you know and it's like you know, okay, it's in a sense it's a picture of this world and Christians living in this. World. We as believers living in this world, we have to simply go forward. Okay, that's right. You can't just. You know, and, and for people who are willing, somewhere. people who are willing to just live their life and know the truth and go forward and be passionate about it and not turn to the right or left and not worry about what's going to happen and be afraid, those are the people who are going to survive. Because yeah. the people who are fearful, Satan's already got that on you. And, you know, fear fear not, God says, for I'm with you. Um, you know, the, the love of God casts out fear, casts down fear. And you know that you're loved, then live, live. For the glory of God. Yeah, it's it's interesting that that um, HBO series years ago called Band of Brothers. There was a soldier that was in the foxhole. This is the setting as World War II, and he was just scared. He was scared about the bullets flying overhead and everything. And then there was a lull, a lull in the fighting. They were in the trench, and this guy, fellow soldier, um, came up to him and, and had a little talk with him and said, "Listen, you know." Basically, you have to consider yourself already dead. If you consider yourself already dead, then you can really be a soldier. Right. And and that God, mm-hmm. I mean, he who seeks to save that, his life will lose, lose it. He it. loses it or has lost yeah. it for my sake will keep it. And I think this is then that and soldier. The guy got the, yeah. the guy that was talked to got that insight. It got through to him, and pretty soon he's just right up there firing away at the enemy. Yeah, and I think he actually was one of the survivors. Yeah, uh, right. Exactly. <laughs> so that's really it. I mean, consider yourself dead already. Let's just go for what God has given us yeah. to do. And not, and, and, and yeah. you don't worry about the consequences. Don't worry about popularity. Don't let it be what yourself it looks in like, God. What it feels D- like. Don't let other people like. control you with words, or don't let the internal demons uh, speak to your minds and hearts with, you know, what they 
how they're trying to assess you. I mean, we are living under the assessment of our demonic spiritual controllers all the time. We're trying to help us to be good and then setting us up to sin and putting us on the torture rack of try harder and never enough. That, That we're not in allegiance with our own thoughts because most of them are not even your thoughts. Not every thought you think you thought are thoughts you thought. You know what I say. Some of the thoughts you think you thought are thoughts, thoughts the enemy wants you to think you thought. So he gets you to think you thought them, so you'll go along with them. And the Bible says, take captive every thought. Don't believe everything you're thinking. Don't believe everything you're talking to yourself about. Do not. Do not. And this thing, the thing is, if that thing you're thinking about, meditating on, it's coming out of your mouth, by the way, what the heart is full of the mouth speaks. If what's coming out of your mouth is not what God says, it's not good, it's not love, it's not faith, then it's not from God and it needs to be plucked out. And do not subject yourself to the opinions of other people, whoever, whoever they are. Yeah, because none the of people, them are your God. They right. cannot save you. Bottom line, they will not stand up in the fr- in front of God these, the Father and say, oh, he's okay, yeah. let him in. They will not testify for you. They had the, all these opinions of, John the, of Jesus Christ. They said, oh, oh he's a devil. Uh, he's uh, born of fornication. He's, uh, is he John the Baptist? Is he Elijah? Who is he? He's a deceiver. He, you know, is he the Christ? They had all these different opinions, but it gets down to what Peter, the revelation Peter received. Jesus said, you know, okay. He said, who do men say that I am? And then we got the thing, too, is that people are, have all these opinions about Jesus, but he, but it gets down to the mm-hmm. question yeah. Jesus asked Peter, but who do you say that I am? Who do you I, know that I am? Who do you say What's that your heart is he full says, of? Again, know. your mark You are the Christ the Son of the Living God. That's right. And if we 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 know that, and we, we're following Him, none of this other stuff really matters. Well, here and again, going back to Judas, um, I know we're flipping and slipping, but it's okay. We're going together. Um, again, in verse forty-five of Mark, he says, "And as soon as he had come, uh, you know, Judas said, whomever I kiss, lead him away mm-hmm. safely.' And and as soon as he had come." Jesus had come. Immediately he went up to Jesus and, and said to him, right. Rabbi, Rabbi, yeah, I know. and kissed him. He said, it makes me think of what the Lord says here in another place, is not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does mm-hmm. the will of my Father mm-hmm. who is in heaven. Mm-hmm. So the guy, Judas, was saying, Rabbi, Rabbi, teacher, teacher, master, master, you know, great one, great one. Um, and then he kissed him as a, in a kiss. This, there are kisses of betrayal. You better believe mm-hmm. it. A lot of you have been kissed with a spirit of betrayal by From someone a, who's, who seduced maybe, you with witchcraft and, yeah. and narcissism. And maybe, you a have husband, been, maybe a oh, husband, a wife, oh, yeah. a pastor. And betrayed with a, with a kiss. Because does a kiss look like betrayal? No, a kiss looks like love. So Satan uses kisses. Satan uses Jesus food said, to betray people. Jesus Satan uses said, all he, kinds of things to set us up and, and deceive us. He and betray warned us. us. He said, beware when all men think well of you. Mm-hmm. You know, if you get honest compliment in your life, that's Just say fine. thank you Just and be say, done with it and go thank on. You, but don't Doesn't take it matter. too seriously. And don't take it too seriously if somebody just cuts you up and down yeah. with their tongues. Don't rejoice and be exceeding glad for yeah, great is your reward in heaven. Don't, they revile don't, don't those. That's what he says in the Beatitudes. And yeah. so then um, then they laid their hands on him and took him. So you can, s- can we, let's look at this little part here in verses 51 and 52. It's, in a sense, it's kind of, it's kind of strange. It's kind of humorous. Okay. Um, and it, um, <laughs> he says in Mark um, 
14 again, 51 and 52. Now a certain young man followed him, having a linen cloth thrown around his naked body. And the young man laid hold of him. Men. And the young men laid hold of him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not, not of Jesus, but this guy. And he left the linen cloth and fled from them. So you got, you got this young man, you know, kid running up right at this time. Okay. He's running up there in the, kind of in the midst of the mob. And they kind of grab him and says, hey, kid, what, you know, what are you doing here? Okay. You know, they mm-hmm. grab him. And he leaves, he he runs in, they they grab him, doesn't say anything, he leaves the linen cloth and and just takes off naked. Now it could be that he just maybe had his underwear on, it could be he was just completely naked. It's like, what is this all about? Well, I think what I've heard <laughs> is that this is this is always you know, in, in the word here, many, many little details are not being told to us you know for example let's just say someone had heard word that there's a mob forming and they're heading towards the garden of gethsemane and they've got clubs and torches and the the high priest gang is with them and they're heading for where jesus hangs out and could have been that one of these messengers like this little guy here young guy i think it was probably mark who was probably in 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 he lived with uh, his mother what was her name again mary Mary, not Mary, the mother no, of Jesus. There's, there's several, of, Marys, several Marys, lots of Marys. But this is anyway, Mary, the mother of John Mark. Yeah. And anyway, so he 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 hears this, and it goes to him, tells his mom. Mom says, "Go see what's going on." So he runs out there because he's still in his night clothes. He's still <laughs> right. he's actually in his just, bed clothes. He just in his yeah grabs his pajamas or grabs. He's his in sheet his underwear. Takes off. His because here, yeah. And I want you to continue with that, but just bring it in. Very likely, it was at Mary's house. She was a, quite a, apparently a wealthy lady, had a big house. It could very likely could have been uh, the one of her, uh, the upper rooms of her house could have been the place where they had the, where they had the Last mm-hmm. Supper. Sure. So, so young John Mark would have been around there, would have kind of... Yeah, and they're seen. probably just be- going to bed for the night, just settling down, putting away the dishes... And then that he they hear about this ruckus in the street, so he runs out to see it. He's not fully dressed. Sees kind of what's going on. They 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 see he's vulnerable. There's they're up for war and battle and want to do a fight. They grab this kid who's got no weapons, you know. And they take hold, or lay hold. The young men. It says, um, and certain young men, uh, young men, yeah, f- grabbed hold of this young man, and and pulled off his clothes. I mean, in the fight of trying to escape, I suppose. And he ran away naked. Now, that's all we know about that for now. But uh, obviously, he then brought word back to the to the believers, to the followers of Jesus, what was going on. So he was kind of like a little messenger boy who yeah. got it in the it's front really row. Funny, it's just because this John Mark it's is, not, the, is yeah. the human author of the Book of Mark. Yeah, so he was just. So yeah. he, this is the only place where we the tell this story where you have that little story. So that's his eyewitness account right there. <laughs> it's like his eyewitness account, but it's interesting. <laughs> it seems kind of funny and kind of strange. But why would that be there except you know, for this? Why, why would that? Why well, would it, that it be there? authorizes, authenticates the book of Mark. It, it because really, he it, was, it does. Because Mark was not one of the apostles. Yeah, yeah, he was not one of the apostles. But it's interesting too, is that uh, Mary. Uh, Mark is called, in Colossians 4.10, he's called the cousin of Barnabas. You remember in, in the book of Acts, 
there was Paul argued didn't want to take Mark along, and Barnabas wanted to take him. Barnabas wanted to take Mark along. Part of it is because you know uh, Barnabas he's big-hearted. He's very he's the son of encouragement, and he's it's his cousin, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, take my cousin along, and and Paul said no, and it worked out. They had a fight over it. Um, Paul took Silas and and um, Barnabas took Mark, but. So he is the cousin. This Mark is the cousin of Barnabas, um, and uh, and and then knew Peter, knew Peter in his youth. He accompanied Barnabas and Paul to Antioch. Mark did later on, later to Cyprus. He deserted them at Perga, and then we talked about Paul refusing to take him on a second missionary journey because of that desertion. He accompanied Barnabas to Cyprus, which was where Barnabas was, was from, mm-hmm. and uh, and he disappeared until he was seen with Paul at Rome as a, a accepted companion and coworker. And he said uh, during and when Paul was imprisoned the second time in Rome, Paul uh, wanted John Mark to come because mm-hmm. he said he's useful to me for ministry. Mm-hmm. Well, so, it, it's interesting that, that Paul had never seen Jesus, but Mark had. Mark had this eyewitness uh, account right here of that that moment where he lost his his night clothes in this <laughs> struggle, and he's been in the story, woven in the story, ever you know, in and out, in and out, coming here, deserting, coming back, getting mentored, getting discipled by Barnabas, and he finally ends up with the the top the top head, headship of the movement, Paul himself. It's interesting too. Um, Peter writes in 1 Peter 5.13, she who is in Babylon, elect together with you, this is referring to a particular church, greets you, and so does Mark, my son. So so Peter, the guy that uh, denied Jesus, became a a, a mentor, Mm -hmm. a discipler to a, a spiritual father to John Mark, this mm-hmm. kid that <laughs> you know. I think what a, what a way garment. to meet, what a way to <laughs> initiate your your meeting. I mean, I'm sure they knew each other before, but the thing is, we have got a lot of little John Marks running around that uh, that <laughs> going to lose their shirt over something, and we need to gather them um, up and yes. guide them so that they can be useful for me in the ministry, like Paul says about Mark. He, he, bring him here. Bring him back. He's useful for me in the ministry. Yes. Um, they're the ones with the zeal. They've got the energy. They've got the leg power. They need, but, to, uh, but they they, need to be on board. And they had, but you just look at Mark. He had the influence. He had the influence of Barnabas. Mm-hmm. He, you know, the, the, I don't like the term mentor so much, but Disciple the, is the a good discipleship word. from Barnabas and Peter... And then a Paul, right? Mm-hmm. So he had, he had a young man that had older men in his life. Well, we need to do that. To That's the him, way it moves forward. Not just to uh, clone him, no, because he's he's unique. And, and and I like and the Mark's gospel is is that we've been going through here is a gospel of That's the gospel. Action. We, yep. He doesn't he doesn't just go on and on. He just kind of says it and boom 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 boom. Goes on. He's like he's sort of attention deficit or something. Yeah, he's but a, he, he, <laughs> but he goes no, but, but but it's just it's just a brief accounts and and, and um bringing it, it the sound it bites ten, you know. And, and, <laughs> and, and you just think of he, 
we the first that we really hear of Mark is in those verses, 51 and uh, 52 yeah. of, of Mark 14, that th- there's this kid, this young man that runs in, loses his shirt, and takes off again. Yeah, but, into, yeah. In, in the, but, but he, he uh, shows up again and again and again. And there's many, many people. We just have a little th- thumbnail of, of, a, of one or two of them. But many people, including you, and you have been affected by this same Jesus 2,019 years later at least. Maybe it's 2,025 years later. Who knows? But the thing is we um, take, have to take this gift of salvation and the revelation of Jesus Christ, eternal life, the kingdom of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ. We must take that as our primary being, focus, purpose, burden in life. It's not about you trying to live, get rich, buy a new house, and, and be somebody Forget about being somebody. You're already somebody. You're already a big somebody because you're a human being made in the image of God. That's about all the big somebody we need to have to be, and then the rest of it get filled up with the power and the anointing of Jesus Christ. He needs bodies to live through. He needs his spirit. Just like the demons want to live in humans, the spirit of God wants to live in humans. And it's it's really the same thing. And you're gonna you're, and if you got both the Holy Spirit and the demons living inside of you, and you're a Christian, you're gonna have a hell of a war going on all the time. And you're gonna be shut down and doing nothing. You're gonna be canceling yourself out at every turn. You're gonna be screwing yourself up with every spirit of doubt, fear, unbelief. I can't do it. What's so use? I give up. I'm mad at God. God doesn't answer prayers. Jesus did not become bitter when the Father said, "Go forward." He said, "Okay, got it." Nevertheless, thy will be done. Mm-hmm. You know, we just grow up, die, get over it, keep going, quit being feeling sorry for yourself. Quit looking for somebody else to do it for you or to help you out or to give you something. God is our father. He's the, he's the provider. He's the source. He may use other people to give you something, no, no doubt. But the thing is, you look to the Lord. And, and there's a certain... That yes, we do need one another in the body of Christ. We're blessed by other people that can help us in encouragement in, mm-hmm. in, in following the Lord. But in the garden, Jesus had to gut it out on his own. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and he broke through yeah. and he went forward for on us. his own. For with, us. Without anybody. It's for us. And so, yep. Lord, you said in John 17. Yeah. I, I just want to say this one thing before we pray. Um, pray with us and for us and know that we are also soldiers in the cross and of the cross and we're going to be going to Romania in September October and so we covet your prayers and for those of you who might be over there come and see us over in Romania blessings to you all thank you lord god that um, you've you've called us to the kingdom for such a time as this and we just pray that you just help us to be strong in you and in the power of your mm-hmm. might mm-hmm. like it says in Ephesians chapter 6 that God, in this, in this warfare, that we don't have to fear the enemy. We're just aware, and we walk forward in faith and grace, and we are aware of reality, but we don't allow reality to control us. We focus on your kingdom, your truth. Your kingdom come. Your righteousness, mm-hmm. and we say your kingdom you come provide. in and through us as it's being done in heaven. Mm-hmm. And we well, pray for your justice, your truth, your mercy, and your joy upon all of us. Yes, Lord. Amen. Amen. I have an emergency. What is your location?
radio, because there's a war for your soul.